Who is the most underrated starting pitcher based on early ADP? We'll discuss that and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I am your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, as always, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and we'll be there. Please like, subscribe, and comment, especially on YouTube. We love talking fantasy baseball with you. And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about starting pitchers that you can get a great deal on based on current ADP. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So, as I said, we're talking about starting pitchers. And, Matt, uh, I got the Yankee stuff on, but I think I'm going to pass it over to you, and we'll talk about our boy, Nasty Nestor Cortez. Yep. We'll give your we'll give your uh, vocal cords a little break here. So, <laughs> you I know. appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, we all, we all uh, love Nasty Nestor. He had a great last season. But, unfortunately, we got news today that my guy is dealing with a grade 2 hamstring strain. And they said he's hopeful for the for the um, for the start day. yeah opening day, which isn't great news. Now the injury could be anywhere from three to eight weeks, and this is a little little scary because we got like four to five weeks for opening day, and hopefully it's only three weeks because then we'll have like a week and a half of spring training, and then probably have like an innings limit for the first like one to two starts if if everything's on track. But if we have any setbacks, then we can have something where. Hey, we're talking eight weeks and then a rehab starter three. And then, hey, he's not playing till May. Now, regardless of the fact, I still feel he's going to be a value because it goes one of two ways. If he's all ready for opening day, he's a great value right now. He's starting pitcher 29, 97th overall pitcher. He's my 19th pitcher, so I'm 10, 10 ahead. So when I'm getting him at that price, I'm super happy already. And even if he was a month out, like doesn't come back till May, for instance, and I get a healthy nester in May, I'm really happy about that. That means I'm going to get him as probably my SP5. So I will scoop that up, and I'll deal with him not being there for a month because I'm we're, we're good enough here. We're, we're going to get you to have a couple of extra arms at the end of the draft that are probably going to fit in that you know SP5 spot anyway. So that's where like I'm, I'm really good with it. But let me let me show you why. Let's, let's see why the proof's in the pudding. Let me show, tell you what he did last year, right? So he had 158 innings pitched, right? He had 163 strikeouts. He had 12 wins, and he had a 2.44 ERA with a .92 WHIP. Now that's incredible. Now he's doing that in Yankee Stadium in his predominant amount of starts, and he had a sub three. You know, there's not many pitchers that could do that. Period in Yankee Stadium, let alone guys that are just doing that kind of ERA in general. 
And I think this this next year is going to be a breakout and a half. I don't think we're going to have this really low ERA. I'm going to inflate that to a three. I'll never say a guy's going to have a sub three. It's just not in me to say, hey, they do that. They're having an incredible season. But still a three, 305, that's fantastic. But I think we're going to see more innings, you know, barring any setbacks of injuries. And I think he's going to he's gonna get in that 200K category. And we talk about this guy as like a top 15 arm. You know, I'm just really excited for Nasty Nestor. The stash is real. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Sorry for a sidebar, but what's up with every young pitcher having a stash? Is it coming back? Is it the 1970s again? You know, so Matt, I think so. Before we know, it, we're going to see somebody pull out the the Raleigh fingers uh, handlebar mustache again. I'm just I'm just picturing Ron Jeremy everywhere, and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, I think that's enough uh, Ron Jeremy talk for uh, I think the rest of the season here on Locked On. But um, Matt, you did a great job covering Nasty Nestor. I don't know how much I can add. I'm going to do what I did last time we talked about him. In case you guys weren't here when we, last time we talked about Nasty Nestor, going to give you Matt talked about last year. I'm going to give you his last two years combined. So Nasty Nestor over the last two years had 14 wins, seven losses, a 2.61 ERA, 42 starts, 50 games overall. Came out of the pen for a few of those. 251 innings pitched, 266 Ks, and that whip is still under one at a 097. Nasty gets it done. He doesn't have a great fastball, throws it about 92, but that's up from previous uh, years where he was around 89. So who knows? Maybe we see another velocity bump. But, you know, uh, with that grade two hamstring strain, as Matt said, we're only going to get better value on him. He's going to slip a little bit more. And I believe he sustained the injury on February 6th. So if they've been treating it since then, maybe we get an extra week there. So, you know, if it does wind up being on the shorter end, there is that chance that he makes his first start. But I hope that the Yankees, uh, as Yankee fans, are, you know, are cautious with him. And he's just going to be a force to reckon with throughout the year. And I did want to mention, Matt, we couldn't be more in sync. I have him as my 19th overall starting pitcher as well. So once again, as always, we're in sync over here. Great mind. But Yes, think alike for sure, brother. But let's move on to another uh, favorite of mine. Uh, I, le- I love I love this guy. I've always had him, Clayton Kershaw. Now, we know that, uh, you know, we could put him on Matt's uh, flanges list. And uh, if you guys don't aren't familiar, Matt, and, well, Matt specifically, I guess I use it sometimes. But Matt uh, created the little term flanges. And we say that when a guy is injury prone or he has a case of the Mon disease, we like to have fun over here. And uh, a lot of the fa- our current fans, you know, uh, absolutely love the term. And it's been uh, used quite a lot. So we stick with it over here. So once again, Clayton Kershaw, you know, he's going to miss some time at some point during the season. Hopefully it's not in the playoffs. But, you know, when he's on the field, he's just one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and you can't ignore that, even if he helps you get to the promised land that's still helping, you know. So last year, Mr. Kershaw had, uh, as a 34-year-old, had 12 wins, three losses, a 2-2-8 ERA, 22 starts, 126 innings, 137 Ks, and he kept that whip nice and clean at a 0-9-4. And last year he was dealing with a lot of back issues. I think there was one or two other things, but I think the back was the main issue. Uh, back issues are very, very tough, especially as you get older. So once again, if you in the first round take Justin Verlander and then you come back and you take uh, Tyler Glass now, you really might not want to take Kershaw because you don't want to take on all that risk at starting pitching. But if you went a little bit more sturdy with like a, a Corbin Burns and um, 
Uh, who's another name that's a, a Tristan McKenzie, just guys that we know are going to give you innings and that have been pretty healthy. Maybe then you say, hey, I'll take that risk on Clayton Kershaw. But right now, you can get him as number 34 starting pitcher, pick uh, 113 overall. And I think that's just great, great value for a guy that, knock on wood, if he can stay healthy all year, he's a top 10 starting pitcher. I currently have him ranked 26th. Uh, once again, Clayton Kershaw. I just think that, you know, I'm almost 10 spots over ADP. I think if you get Kershaw as your number three, number four, you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love the results. Yeah, buddy. I mean, Kershaw, you're pretty much getting him where, where his injury is pretty much built into his draft price. So, you know, like Dom said, if you don't draft in those other injury-prone guys, those old heads, then you could draft him with confidence. And I think he's going to be solid. I don't, I don't see any reason why you should feel scared other than, hey, he might be hurt here and there. You just got to pray he's health, uh, healthy in September. He's going to be great. He's going to be over at K per nine. He's going to have that low ERA. So that's what you draft him for. And you're not going to get that kind of production out of other pitchers. But anyway, let's move on. Let's talk. Uh, next up are going to be two arms that are highly undervalued so far this season. And I think you're going to like them. And you're not going to expect all that much from them. All that much. Like, it, like you know what I'm saying. Anyway, here at Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. The, the midway point of the NBA season is here now. And it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a new, a new get a no sweat first bet, one thousand dollars up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you then you can bet on everything from money line to uh, points scored and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance to chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out, miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. But Dom, I think I talked enough <laughs> and uh, I'm loving, I, I know you love the next guy, so I'm gonna let you take him. I actually appreciate that, brother. I definitely do. And you know what? You were a little, you were better on the on the ad today. I I, I liked it. It was pretty solid, brother. I appreciate get, it. Yeah, I, I only stumbled like my daughter walking. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from what I hear, Maggie's doing pretty good these days. I heard she's, she's tying her own shoes. You know. Yeah. Well, not tying, but putting them on at least in the right place. Well, hey, that's half the battle, as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, that's half the battle. But uh, let's get back here on track and um. Guys, I, I think this might be the player I've ranted a mo- the most about this season, offseason, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Besides my, my Lucas Giolito rant, that one went pretty long. But in a positive way, Mr. Tony Gonsolin, uh, people need to get with the program already. I, there's, I can't figure it out why people don't like Tony Gonsolin and why his um, – Value is the number 40 starting pitcher, 132 overall. It's it's just mind-blowing to me. Um, uh, let's let's do two things here. Last year, let's give you last year Tony Gonsolin as a 28-year-old, so he's still in his prime. 16 wins, one loss, 2-1-4 ERA, 24 games started, 130 innings pitched, 119 strikeouts, and a 0-8-7 whip. But that's not even the kicker. That's not even the best part of Tony Gonsolin. In Tony Gonsolin's four-year career, 26 wins, six losses, 2-5-1 ERA, 
51 starts, 59 games overall. Came out of the bullpen a couple of times. 272 innings, 267 Ks, and a career 0.98 whip. So it's not like the guy hasn't proven that he can be a great starting pitcher. I know he was dealing with some injuries down the stretch last year, but at starting pitching, uh, 85% of the guys are going to have an injury at some point. It's just a matter of when. When Tony Gonsolin goes out there, he's fantastic. The fastball is pretty solid, sits around 93. The breaking stuff is pretty good. He keeps uh, you know hitters off balance. He's right just below that K per nine. So if you got some monstrous K guys early, he's a perfect fit. I currently have uh, my boy Tony G ranked at number 31 starting pitcher. So I'm about nine spots over uh, ADP. Uh, guys, I, I, you know, I took him, I think, man, I took him in the mock, right? I think I took him in the mock. Yeah. I took him as my number four or five, I think five starting pitcher, which is if you get Tony Gonsolin as your five, uh, he's got ace upside. Now you got to cut me off here before yeah. I, I just, I talk about him for the rest of the podcast. You got a little something right here. I do. Oh. I do. And you know what? <laughs> uh, it's going to pay off in the long run. I'm telling you, uh, people need to get with the program. That's what she said. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> Tony Gonsolin, you know what? He is a great arm, and I'm honestly like where he's being picked is fantastic, right? If you can get him at, your, at pitcher 40 and it's your 4-5, I'm totally okay with it. Now, the only thing is I'm just not going to grab him early. He's my 35th pitcher, so I'm not too far off of ADP, but there is the upside. But the, here's the downside, so I got to be the negative guy as to why people are are shading him and like staying away from him. And it's because this is the most innings he's, done, he's pitched, period, you know. The highest, the highest uh, amount of innings pitched in a single season is 55, and that was the year before in 2021. Other than that, it was 46 and 40. Now, that's why people are scared. His production is great when he actually gets the opportunity. He also gets Dodgered, too, so that's the other problem. Like, Dodgers just love to screw with everybody. You know, they'll platoon, to, like, great bats like they did to Jock Peterson, and they will they won't release Kenta Maeda until Webb passes prime, and he only goes, like, five innings deep. So, like, this is what they do to their pitchers. Now, could this be a new trend where, hey, they're going to give him more of the reins and be like, hey, you can start pitching more? Maybe. We'll see. And if, if that's the case, he has top 10, top 15, top 20 arm potential. And at, at your five, that's a steal. That's why he's on this list. Let's move on. Now, let's talk about somebody else that's one of our boys. He's one of our late guys always. I'm so happy we finally this kid's finally off this team. That's Mr. John Gray. Finally, he's out of the out of the Rocky situation. Probably the smallest ballpark and where the balls fly for days. And you know what? Thank God he found his way over to Texas. And the team has gotten significantly better, too. So um, I really like his upside. He's my 58 pitchers, and he's the 60th pitcher. He's right on – I'm right on par with ADP. But he's somebody I'm definitely, like, keeping an eye on and in my queue for later round picks because his upside is just outrageous because he was a good pitcher and showed, you know, passed the eye test. And in certain certain games, even in Colorado, he had pure strokes of genius. The thing is – you're dealing with a park like that, it's not going to be great. Last year, you know, he had an inflated ERA, but again, I think it was his first year with the with the Rangers as well, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like we always say, when a guy goes to a new team, it's bound to have a down year. So this is where I'm thinking we might see a great year from him. You know, I'm not saying he's going to have like a sub-3 ERA, but he may have a 3-5, 3-6, where against his 3-9-6. So, I mean, which is great. Let me read off what he did in 127 innings. He had, you know, 
134 Ks. He had seven wins. He had 396 ERA with a 1-1-3 whip. That's pretty good numbers. That's really good numbers. And honestly, that's his let me look at his ERA from the past years. You know, in 2021 in the Rockies, 459. 2020, 669. He had one really great year for the Rockies. He had a 384, which that might as well be a sub sub three year, right? It's in the Rockies. <laughs> and then yeah, and, a, and then a 512 and then a 367 again for the Rockies. Now, look, he has it in him, and he had it in him when he was on the Rockies. Now imagine when he's pitching uh, half his games in outside all his games outside of the Rockies. He's gonna have three games, and we don't even know if they're gonna be be there or or here. Or at home, so it may even be better. We might not even have to step in that 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 ballpark, and we'll be happy. So I think there's a lot of upside for that, and he's a great value at, at pick two sixteen overall. That's like your picture six seven, and I'm feeling great about that that piece. And hey, if he doesn't pan out, you could drop him and not even care what happens to him. So like I'm drafting John Gray almost everywhere if he's there, and those are that pick. Yeah, man, I'm pretty much in sync. I got John Gray at 54, which is also above, you know, where ADP currently has him. I can't preach this enough because it it seems to ring true. I haven't done statistics on it, but it seems to ring true about 80% of the time. A new guy on a new team, they have a tough time adjusting. Uh, it's, It's not an easy thing to do. But he did show a lot of progress, dropping that ERA uh, almost a full run from the four five nine in twenty twenty one to the three nine six in twenty twenty two. John Gray is just a flamethrower. He throws about ninety six miles an hour. Uh, I, I think you know he's a, he's a pretty over a K per nine guy. And you know what, the WHIP was actually very solid at a one one three WHIP, so he's not going to kill you there. And Texas is going to be a lot better this year. DeGrom, you know, the Corey Seager is going to have a, you know, a way better year than he did last year. Uh, Marcus Simeon, Garcia, hopefully Josh Young can, you know, break out this year. So the win should be there for him as well. Uh, I just, I love me some John Gray, and I think you get him as your seven pitcher. Uh, it's just a lot of upside there. He's going to help you in almost every single category. But with that being said, guys, uh, our last two starting pitchers are of tremendous, tremendous value. Uh, I, I don't even know why they're going as low as they are. But before we touch on them, I just want to promote our you know friends with uh, our, our friend, our good friend, uh, Lindsey Crosby, uh, a big part of the Lockdown family. He hosts Lockdown Prospects. As we say over here, and I think everyone should be saying, he's an encyclopedia of prospect knowledge. Uh, we will have him on Wednesday. I believe you guys will hear it on Thursday on uh, audio and um, Wednesday itself on um, on uh, the YouTubes. And just go watch his podcast, Locked On um, Prospects. Uh, great, great guy. Great, great podcast. And um, that being said, uh, these next two starting pitchers are wonderful starting pitchers as well, and these are guys that you can get pretty much with your last pick. But I, I'm gonna, uh, Matt. You want to take your boy here? You wanna you wanna start off with your boy, and then I'll take my boy. Sure. You know I like the sound of that. So we'll talk about Mr. Jackety Jack Flower uh, Flaherty, little Jack. We call him here on the show, and sure. little Jack. It's funny. I just guy just throws gas, and he's just incredible when he's healthy it wouldn't you wouldn't think that from what he did last year but he was dealing with a torn shoulder a torn this a torn that and just really had a lot of issues and it's funny enough too nobody probably knows this but he's been throwing with a torn shoulder for the last two years 
which is just outrageous. And he's still throwing gas and still has the command and everything. Let me read off what he did last year, and then I'm going to read off what he did the year before. And I think you'll understand why I'm high on him still. So in 36 innings, which means, you know, he really didn't pitch much. So this is where I'm just like, whatever with it. 33 strikeouts and a 4-2-5 ERA, two wins, and a, a 1-6-1 whip, which is bound to be happening. But let's read about like his, let's read 2021, right? So he had, why could I never get this right? There we go. So he had, <laughs> I love this. 70, he had a shortened season last year too. 78 innings pitched. He had a 85 strikeouts. He had a 3-2-2 ERA and a whip, a whip of 106. That's more like it. And the kid has done this through his career where he just is great. And he has, he just knows how to, where to put the ball and he knows what to do and strikes out everybody under the sun. And I'm just a huge fan. And I think at, you know, SP 61 pick 218. Like you can't go wrong. That's like, Oh my God. It's like your pitcher six, seven. I drafted him as my pitcher six, seven yesterday. Like, like let's go. I mean, not yesterday, two days ago. I'm sorry, guys. I can't keep up with the days when you have a kid, but um, you know, it's just, it's mind blowing that you can get this guy at such a great value. And I think true, like, I don't think this draft price right now, this ADP is going to be true. I think he's going to start shooting up them draft boards. The second people start seeing him in spring, but he's still going to come at a discount because people are scared of what he did when he was coming back and how hard he's been over the last couple of years. So you're going to get him at a discount. He's going to be worth every penny. Yeah, I'm a big Jack Flaherty guy as well, Matt. You know, you kind of turned me on to him uh, in that 2018. Oh, let's do this. His 2018 and 2019 season combined for Jack Flaherty. Uh, 19 wins, 17 losses, a 301 ERA, 61 starts, 347 innings, 413 strikeouts, and his whip was 102. Uh, I mean, he has ace upside, so I think that's, you know, why I still look at him the way I do, you know, I, I think he's a great value where he's going. I have Jack Flaherty as my starting pitcher num- number 50. You know, as Matt said, that shoulder's been banged up over the past two years. He's missed a lot, a lot of time with it. But hopefully they got everything fixed last year and they worked with him this offseason and he's just ready to go to spring training. If he comes out there and he's throwing hard, striking guys out, I think, you know, his ADP will move up. But as, you know, Matt mentioned where he's going right now, it's an, it's an absolute bargain, and you literally cannot go wrong with taking Jack Flaherty at pick 218. Come on. I mean, that's just uh, free 99 right now. But somebody who's even more free 99 is uh, – I think he was my breakout last year. And, I mean, you know, some injuries held him back from that, but that's Michael Kopech. Uh, you know, <laughs> want to talk about yeah? Pick starting pitcher eighty-seven ADP right now, three hundred nine overall. One, it reminds me of my Tony Gonsolin. Like, why? Why is he going that low? I have him actually a little bit above Jack Flaherty. I have Michael Kopech as my pitcher starting pitcher number forty-seven right now. And you know, last year he he had a decent year. It wasn't what people expected. You know, he was banged up here and there. I believe he had a knee issue. But, uh, you know, Michael Kopech's only going to be 27 years old. Last year, Kopech had five wins, nine losses. That was more of the White Sox team than him. Uh, a 3-5-4 ERA, which is great. 
25 starts, 119 innings, 105 strikeouts. I think, uh, you know, he bounces back in the strikeout department because Kopech in 2021 had 69 innings, 103 strikeouts. So there's room for him to improve there. And a 119 whip for Kopech last year. Uh, the, the kids just, you know, he throws very hard, 95, 96 miles an hour. You know, he makes batters miss. I, I just – I love the kid. And if you can get him as your last starting pitcher in drafts right now around, you know, pick – what would I say, 309? Hmm. What is there to lose when people are taking guys uh, – let, let, let me see. Who do I have here? And when you're taking Cole Irvin or Mike Clevenger, uh, Cal Quantrill, come on, Martin Perez, just uh, stop it with these guys, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alex Cobb, you take Michael Kopech there and you trust the talent. He was a very, very high in prospect when he came up. I, I just, I, I love Kopech. Yeah, buddy. You know what this is going to, this smells like to me, bro? Go ahead. Remember that year I drafted with my very last pick of the draft, the Cy Young winner? Sonny Gray? No, I did that Ooh. too, actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> Matt and I's good friend JP, uh, you know, after Matt made that pick, me and uh, JP looked at each other and we were like, yeah, Matt, Matt has arrived. Matt's, Matt is now a fantasy force to be reckoned with. Then Matt railed off a few championships there too. So, Yeah, well, that and also remember Dallas Keuchel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. That was one of your boys as well, the beard. Yeah, man. So, like, it feels like that. We're like, I'm not going to say he's going to win Cy Young, but I'm going to tell you right now, Kopech has some serious – serious upside and i mean what 2021 is pretty much telling me is that it's there and he just needs to stay healthy so the health i really don't think has been an issue in the past i think he's just been he had tj which set him back he should have been up about two years prior and then you know he worked his way back they got him out and now he just was dealing with a little bit because he had a giant innings jump so i think they're going to monitor him. He's probably going to pitch about 150 innings at most. And he's going to blow you out, blow your socks off in terms of the K's and ERA rate. I mean, let's go. I think we're going to see a very nice, talented kid come out. And then next year, we're going to be drafting him really high. He ain't going to be no pick 309. He's going to be a pick like more like 30. Oh, <laughs> you know? So, like, this is the this is the kid you stash in your back pocket and you go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this to the, to the bank. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget with Kopech that he did opt out during the 2020 season for COVID. So he didn't, he wasn't able to build up from that season either, which, you know, cost a lot of, you know, guys, uh, you know, a whole year. Well, not a whole year, but at least 50, 60 games worth of baseball. But uh, with that being said, I think we've talked about, you know, a lot of great starting pitchers here in this episode. And we're going to keep it uh, nice and short and sweet for you guys again. But, um, you know, as we're wrapping up here, please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, check out our website. It has our rankings. It has, uh, you know, Matt and I are going to be writing articles. We have so so much uh, fun stuff, you know, uh, coming up on the website. But also, um, we have another new episode coming out tomorrow, which will be featuring our good friend, Lindsey Crosby. The guy is one of the, the the best prospect guys in all of the you know the baseball um, world, as far as I'm concerned. He is the host of Locked On uh, Prospects. Please go check it out. Um, but with that being said, uh, I think that's going to be all for today. You know, if you enjoyed the episode, once again, just uh, give us a like, comment, you know, subscribe. It's truly appreciated. But guys, until next time, peace. See you.